Welcome to the Rutledge Perspective. I'm your host, Laurel Rutledge, and this show is where we talk about things that are top of mind as you navigate your career or build your business. The plan is to get you out of your rut or talk you back off that ledge with insights and perspectives on the daily grind. Here, we speak the truth. Here, we challenge ideas. Here, we give ourselves grace. And along the way, we also have a little fun. Welcome to the village. Welcome to this week's episode of the Rutledge Perspective podcast. I am thrilled to have my guest today. Um, for those of you who have been following me for a while, you know how much I also have a heart for education as a, a child of educators for uh, several generations. And um, was able to meet Lisa and you're going to hear why we connected, but she's got such a great story. And so I'm going to give you a quick introduction to her. And then we're going to dive right in because I want you to hear everything she's been doing. So Lisa Caprelli is a speaker, songwriter, and an award-winning author of the unicorn book series, Unicorn Jazz. She is an author of 17 books and has produced music videos for her kids or for kids. Um, her 25 years plus in marketing and branding over 150 CEOs led her to changing her life in 2018 to create a children's brand, Unicorn Jazz. She's been featured in Forbes magazine, ABC News, CBS News, USA Today newspapers, and many more media news outlets. This best-selling author is proud to be the first generation to graduate from college, graduating magna cum laude with a bachelor's of science degree in social psychology. Her passion for studying human behavior and teaching is seen in her work. Lisa, thank you, thank you, thank you for being a part of the Rutledge Perspective. Oh my gosh, thank you. And I brought my little puppet friends, Unicorn Jazz and Tracy and we can talk about that um, during your podcast and all the amazing work. And I'm so grateful that you have a passion for youth. And um, I truly believe the children are our future. They yeah. want them. And, and I love yes. that there's many ways many of us can pay it forward in getting involved in helping and serving. Absolutely. Absolutely. This is just going to be so cool because I think your story, what I love about your story is it's, I, I have people on my podcast who have been kind of in that, that corporate setting and then, you know, done entrepreneurship and they maybe even have written a book, but to, to come from where you are and full disclosure, we're both Texans, right? Um, yes. And to come from that and to make such a, a significant change, right. And, and really take off and sit into that is just amazing. So why don't we, why don't we start here? Yes. Let's start with giving me kind of this, this really quick history of Lisa, like you did when we first met at the same time from El Paso yes. to kind of where you are now. Yeah, thank you. And that, yes, I love being uh, Texas born and raised. Yeah. And um, I grew up in El Paso, Texas. It's a borderland. It's a desert. It's, it's mm -hmm. far west Texas. If you haven't been there, uh, bordering New Mexico and it could almost in Mexico, there is right. a border town, Juarez, Mexico really like right across it seems the street in, in a way that I say that because when people visit they don't realize how cool like that's Mexico and you yeah. know it's a country and so I grew up really poor and then we would cross the border and we're like that is poorer than us yeah. so you know as right. much as I grew up poor I often say how do you know you're poor unless someone tells you yeah because uh, like we did grow up with a, around uh, we did grow up with a lot of love um, mm -hmm. I grew up in a large Hispanic family um, my grandmother uh, had a third grade education. Mm -hmm. She was forced to drop out of school because her mother died mm -hmm. and she had to raise her family. She grew up pick, uh, picking cotton in La Union, New Mexico. Mm -hmm. And she became one of my greatest influences at a young, early, impressionable yeah. age. I always grew up, I was super shy, like my character, Unicorn Jazz. Mm -hmm. um, 
let me get it because I know this is a video based as well. Oh yeah, I and love that. Yeah. Unicorn Jazz is, is is shy. Yeah. And uh she she overcomes that as I have in life. And um and so my grandmother always believed in me and mm-hmm. and as she did with all her grand- grandchildren. And mm-hmm. one thing she would impress upon us, which I impress upon others today, is get an education, learn yes. as much as you can, become a lifelong learner thanks to YouTube, Google, and all these platforms, we have great yes. shows like yours, like there's unlimited learning we can do. Mm-hmm. And um, so I did just that. I actually got A's in almost everything I did. Mm-hmm. I went on a, a graduated magic, mag, magna cum laude with my social psychology degree. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, it was life changing for me, the ways I grew up that have transformed into now. Mm-hmm. So then, you know, so I left Texas and when I was 29 years old, mm-hmm. about 20 years ago, I just turned 50. So that, that, uh, that's the math. Yeah. And um, then I came here with nothing but like $100. That's the story. Mm-hmm. And I came here with smile, kindness, the Texans are known for. And people yes. did notice that, like, where are you from? And I was yeah. like, you know, you're so nice. And I'm like, isn't <laughs> everyone supposed to be nice? But right. I just think that's something that, that's told about Texans. I know there's nice people everywhere. Right. And um, and I, I figured out how to start my own business through being an entrepreneur and what that would mean. And um, I started a mortgage real estate company back mm-hmm. then, but it was my marketing that, uh, and vision that helped create it. Did really well, had partners, did that until about to the recession that happened in 08 and 09, which it right. By that time, we had really made a lot of money, mm-hmm. which is not everything in business. We know that we heard that. Right. Um, I really took a look at my life and I didn't really love what I was doing and, mm-hmm. and it didn't have purpose and passion. It had money, but not purpose yes. and passion. And at that time, I just, I walked away from the business, sold my whatever portion. It, it mm-hmm. was not a good time to have done that, but I still did. Right. And then took a leap of faith on my skill set that had helped me with all the companies I had helped them, including my mm-hmm. own. And it was marketing. People were telling me what, how did you make it big then? And what, you know, was yeah. I, we were doing radio ads before social media. Yeah. And I would write the messages and I just outside the box thinking we had our own radio programs. We run mm-hmm. FM radio AM. Again, this is all before social media. That's how yeah. quickly things have happened. I wrote a book called color your message, the art of digital marketing and social media. Along the way, I started a marketing company, a PR yeah. company, and started helping all kinds of brands. Um, they would come to me, whether it was a Toyota dealership, a medical device mm-hmm. company, authors, brands, all kinds. And mm-hmm. I sometimes I never knew nothing about this company. And I was right. sometimes like, how am I supposed to market? I don't know what a hypercar McLaren is. <laughs> no, we want you the brains behind this. And it, it just came with getting involved, learning. Marketing is, is learning the brand as if mm-hmm. you were a consumer. And then bringing, using the messages of social media and marketing video. So right. I became like the brains behind that leading teams. And um, we were able to help company after company rise to success. Mm-hmm. And uh, so after doing that for some time, I, I had the bug in me, like, what can I do for the younger generation? Yeah. What could it, you know, even though I've, I've been working with adults most of my life, I kind of stand yeah. like Benjamin Button. I started working with adults. Right. <laughs> then the youth, the teens, this book was written for young, uh, young entrepreneur minds, skip a step. Yes. Uh-huh. entrepreneur minds which can be any one of us teens, right. college students and then i work with children which we'll get into with unicorn jazz mm-hmm. so it, it, i went on a two and a half year journey researching um what makes for meaning and happiness and mm-hmm. asking entrepreneurs and leaders it's not about you know did you make a business so that you can make a lot of money and that right. was not the intention it was what was your purpose and meaning 
And what you, would you tell your seven-year-old self? What would you tell right. your 13 year old, your 21 year old self? What, when you pass on this earth, what do you want to be known for? Mm-hmm. So I got so many great stories and, and, and notable people in here. And then uh, I'm chapter 13 with my story yeah. and it having the heart and meaning and passion that I, I feel many of us should mm-hmm. and can have. Right. And I was after that book along the way, I still have my marketing company and I wanted to, to just do what would does Lisa could probably want to do on her right. own independent brand company. At that time, I spent my life helping others as you do mm-hmm. when you, you're a follower, you're supporting yes. great leaders and, and we need to do that in life. And I wanted to create a really big brand that would resonate with my business background. I could write, I do, yes. you know, I only, I often say my only voice on paper as a child was writing. Yes. I grew up shy. So that was my outlet. Mm-hmm. I wrote another books by then, you know, color your message, skip a step, right. other books. And uh, I just wanted to do a children's brand. And I said, mm-hmm. well, how, where, 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 how can I start with my own IP, my own intellectual property that no right. one can copy per se. And it was going to be stories. It was going to be books. Yeah. I, I, by then I said, I don't want to create stories and books. Yes. And I could come up with fast messages on with the Twitter, with the message, with the video. I could do it with children. And, and right. to me, I thought it was going to be easier, funner. And of course, keep you young at heart. And it did more than that. Mm-hmm. So I came out with Unicorn Jazz with my first book, Unicorn Jazz Moves to a New Land in Search of yeah. New Friends. That's it feels awesome. like she doesn't belong until she meets a crow who, named Wolf that believes in her. Yeah. And again, remember I talked about my grandmother mm-hmm. believing in me and many people in her life, I say, believed in you, you, yes. you know, whether it was a teacher, mentor, friend, Hey, mm-hmm. maybe you will believe in someone and you're right. like, the pro. so, That's how, awesome. you know, so, so, um, did that. And I didn't know how much unicorn jazz and its work would change me and in going into schools and mm-hmm. being able to present and speak in, to the entire schools. Right. Then the pandemic happened and I can't go into schools anymore. It changed my life. Like many of us. Mm-hmm. Went in virtually to school visits all over the world. And then along the way, during the pandemic, I created a show. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's on Amazon TV now. Yes. Um, it's called Unicorn Jazz. Mm-hmm. Presents the thing I do. I love any, everyone to listen to it, watch it. Of course, we always yeah. love reviews. We need them. And um, we brought some of our characters in Unicorn Jazz to life with puppets, Unicorn Jazz, and Trace Geeky. Awesome. Yeah. And Trace Geeky has his own game show. And um, so that's that's the short story of what yeah. I've done so far. Well, you know, and it's so, I, I think what what's really good about, about this story is you said a few things. One, that whole idea of, of poverty and what poverty is. There, there's the realities of poverty, right? The socioeconomic challenges of growing up, not having enough, right? Not knowing right. when your next meal is coming from, not all of the practical stuff. And I, I say often that, you know, at some point, practicality can outweigh possibility, right? That's just, that's what happens to us as beings. There's the, you have to take care of the practical. But what was beautiful about what you said that I think translates into entrepreneurs and people who've decided their career is going to be in corporate, who are feeling kind of put upon or not having as much opportunity is that what you did have was being surrounded by people who believed in you being surrounded by love, right? Finding those people. And we talk about a lot on the Rutledge perspective about that village. That's why I say, you got to find your village, those people who really surround you. So, Mm -hmm. so if you think about kind of this journey and now, you know, and congratulations, right? Having this show on, on Amazon TV, talk a little bit about 
who you put around you, you know, as you built this yeah. business, as you started moving, how Thank did you. you build your village to, yeah, to get that's there? A excellent question. Cause that's one of the things I just say, I'm just a representative of mm. what I've done with unicorn jazz and I'm mm -hmm. the spokesperson. I had to learn how to be, you know, mm -hmm. you know, like you being a podcast host, there's yeah. things I'm sure you had to figure out, but you're like, this is what I want to do. And you yeah. learn from collective wisdom. Mm -hmm. So um, when I speak to children and audiences, I, I share that being kind is so important. One of my books mm -hmm. is called, I see you choosing kindness. And, mm -hmm. and, you know, uh, I was teased yeah. and bullied as a child and uh, made fun of for wearing glasses. So this book is not about wearing glasses, but it's about how we can all choose being kind with the words we say, with right. others, you know, things like that. Mm -hmm. And um, so I say to, to children and adults who listen to the messages mm -hmm. and love them is, is, to be kind to people mm -hmm. growing up in life. You never know when, you know, that girl in that you're friends with in, in elementary school or high school is yeah. going to grow up to be a principal yes. and that she's going to invite you to her school when you launch your book, which happens. Yes. Yeah. My sister's an early elementary school teacher. I, mm -hmm. She helped me with her when I, I was like, I need help with how would I do curriculum? What's your feedback on the stories? And that's the right. team. And this is my sister. So of course, mm -hmm. through the love, you're going to help your family, like be nice to your family because somehow yes. families may not help each other. Right. <laughs> there's no way in my family that we're not going to help my family. Right. One of the things that my family in one word would I would describe is love. Mm -hmm. My uh, we I think sometimes when you have hard times in your life or hard beginnings mm -hmm. as children, as we did, and many people can relate to mm -hmm. is uh, there'll be a way that you, maybe you found love. I hope you did. And, and mm -hmm. if you didn't there, you know, there's always ways to transform, to transform and change your life. Like you said, with right. the village mm -hmm. and during the pandemic, it's taught up. We need fellowship. We need people. Right. So during the pandemic, I, I would just connect whether it was an Instagram with a stranger mm -hmm. or someone I knew, like someone that had kids or someone that had a purpose to help others, teachers, librarians right. that, that want to help. You know, we're naturally born that we want to help. We don't want to mm -hmm. see people hurting. The pandemic, we saw people hurting. Like, yes. how do we come out of this, the isolation part of it? So I reached out to um, professional kid actresses, Broadway mm -hmm. singers, uh, musicians, dancers, and one by one would get them on the phone and say, mm -hmm. I want to create a show called The Thing I Do. It's based mm -hmm. on my book and song. And, and I have many songs by now. Yeah. Can your awesome. child, can your child do a 30 second song or, mm -hmm. or um, exciting, um, you know, um, presentation about the thing they do for kids? Mm -hmm. Yes. And I would guide it. And right. then we, we stitch those together to create the video pieces. Mm -hmm. but the, the, the moms would tell me, well, normally you would never have access to my kid. They would be on Broadway stages. They'd be doing right. auditions. Like they wouldn't care about some I, new idea, vision, baby right. show like mine, you know, um, and the infancy stage. And I said, but they do have the time. And this mm -hmm. is for greater good. Like let's bring happiness to people. That's something yes. we can do. Mm -hmm. And and once I got one kid, they would tell another kid because that's how things are. If I were yes. to And so what started off is how am I going to get kids? I don't have, my kids are grown. Right. And I got professional kids and mm -hmm. I have many now I have talent agencies that send me kids to, to, to share with the show and the, and the children and families, the thing they do. Mm -hmm. And um, it's been through helping people asking, you have to be persistent when you want to yes. create your village. Sometimes and it's not just going to knock on your door. Hey, yeah. where are your village? Right. Right. And, and that's the thing I think, that people sometimes forget is 
there is work involved. I mean, we, we have to be careful because we've, we've glorified being busy, right? We've glorified this yeah. hustle and grind. And if you don't get what you want, you just didn't hustle enough. You just didn't yeah. work hard enough. You didn't, you know, we just, everything we have and to we all create. get the same 24 hours yes. in a day. We yes. all busy. It says everyone. Yes, exactly. And we, and we create so much pressure that if you're not achieving in your timing, you must not be doing something right. And we, we, we create drama and mess where there isn't any, um, as opposed to just saying, you got to do, you got to put in the work, but you also have to be really self-aware and know when it's time to know who you are, when it's time to just take a break. And what I love about you and, and your movement, which, which resonated with me as well, is you talk about being shy, right? You talk about kind of shying away from people and being bullied. And I am very much an introvert, right? I'm an empath and an introvert. So I absorb all this energy and it just drains me. And yet here I am doing a podcast, right? I'm doing a live radio show. (laughs) So you have gone from, you know, this really shy kid to having a show about kids, to being on TV, right? To helping CEOs. Talk a little bit about how you still are you, but how you took the things that you love and the passion that you loved and kind of pushed through or helped turn something that could have kept you silent, right? Into something that became big for you, right? And an asset. Yeah, you know, thank you. And by the way, you would not know that about you. Thanks for sharing <laughs> that in comments. So, and you're awesome. Yes. Thank um, you. And it's, it, you know, I think for the first part of the pandemic, for me, at least, you know, mm-hmm. you kind of like in bed, what do I do watching the social yes. media? The, you know, I, I joined for social media groups, Facebook groups that went from like 1000 to 10,000. Yes. You know, and it was interesting to study the the psychology and my and my background in social psychology, mm-hmm. studying human behavior. I definitely was studying it from the educators, moms, and children's yes. perspective. And um, because if you understand things and how people feel, that's going to move you, right? Mm-hmm. And so after a couple of weeks, knowing this pandemic is here, question mark, how long is it going to yep. be? I just said, well, what can I do? Like I have to yeah. say, focus on what you can do, not on what you can. What's Yes. What you can't do is always available. And the negative is always available. How do you mm-hmm. focus on the positive? Yes. I was already bringing happiness to children. Mm-hmm. And I loved it. I, I was yeah. on a tour by tour. And, you know, for me, with the pandemic, not if the pandemic didn't happen, I would have sold more books and mm-hmm. done so many more things traveled more been faster there than what's going to happen. But mm-hmm. what what can I do? Well, I know that when the schools open up, and mm-hmm. um, beyond virtual in person, which is my greatest, yes. you know, we all love human connection yes. like that is um, I, I'm good. I could create more books for when I go back, mm-hmm. I could, what is, I have a background in media. I had, yeah. I was able to get kids together with my idea for the show that we, we tested first on YouTube and Facebook live. Right. A lot of work. My whole day went from like, what do I do to like, this is the most work I've ever done. Right. <laughs> right. But I loved it. We yeah. used a simple uh, sock puppet in the beginning for happiness mm-hmm. news that we'd come up with, you know, music, like I'm, you know, unicorn Jack and I right. got people like to help me be the voices with green screen. That's why you show up the green screen. Kids right. to learn about that. And, uh, and we would laugh when there was something, something educational in it, kind of yeah. like Sesame street. Mm-hmm. And, you know, so I had this vision of how to direct and put it together. My, some of my sisters were like, it's really weird. You're, we're doing sock puppets for you. We don't know why, right. but we're Lisa with her idea. And by the way, what my son says, my 30 year old son who plays the voice of Trey Ziki, he's actually a nurse. His uh, yes. 
That's but awesome. He, he was um he did a little acting when he was young. And by the uh -huh. way, everyone loves Trey Zeke and his voice. Yeah, you have to watch the show, and and yes. it's so fun. Absolutely. And uh, uh, so one thing my son has said to me, he said to me many years ago because he's grown up with me, yeah. and um, he's seen me, you know, rise as an entrepreneur. Mm -hmm. and all the work it takes so much, so that's why he chose a nurse. He goes, right. I never want. <laughs> your mom I see how much you work right okay I like doing this right yes. we all have the things we do yeah. but he said to me um um mom one thing I will say is a lot of people have ideas you have a lot of really good ones that work out not obviously not everything works out right but when you believe in it and, and you can manifest it and build a team around it so I knew I was going to build a show and I had a vision yeah. to get it on some streaming network. Um, I, I got on Amazon TV for now. Mm -hmm. And then along the way with the stories already going to school, people asking for them to, you know, to be animated. So right. we're working on that. Um, I was able to then bring some of my characters into puppets. I wouldn't have mm -hmm. done this, you know, if I didn't have that time that the pandemic right. gave us. Right. Well, and that's, I think, you know, it's the one reason I call my shows The Rutledge Perspective, because I believe if you change a perspective, you can change your circumstances. Yeah. As you said, you know, if this pandemic has been hard, let me, let me rephrase that. The pandemic is hard because it is not over, right? The pandemic is hard. It's, it's hard on everyone. And it's also been an opportunity for a lot of people, a lot of people who had to just stop and be still. When we had to, we couldn't go out and just socialize. We had to figure out a different way to connect. It gave us time to really decide what was important. It gave us time to reconnect with the things that were we were really passionate about. And it has been hard. It's been tough. And and please, your your son's a nurse. You know, we thank him for his yeah. for his work and his willingness to be there right through through all of this. Because I know it's tough. My mom's a retired surgical nurse, so that whole healthcare. You know, bless their hearts. They are yeah, truly they say, angels. He's like, we we didn't get time off. That's what he's. No, saying. not at all. You know, they didn't they didn't get to go home and rest, right? Um, yeah. And so, but but that idea of of converting it and looking back and saying, yes, this was hard. Yes, it was tough. I could have just stayed in bed. But as you said, I started with little sock puppets. It's progress over perfection. Just do something. If you wait yeah. until you're ready, you will <laughs> never do it. And I will tell you, I, in my head, because, you know, being a children's author is a competitive uh, yes. platform. I kept thinking, and I, I own a children's uh, Facebook group of 6,000 mm -hmm. authors and illustrators. And, and, you know, I, I just kept thinking, someone's going to copy my idea. I right. got to do it fast. You know, first of all, no one has. I, right. You know, I, but still, <laughs> right. Because to, to me, it, I don't, I don't want to say it was easy. It was work. But yes. it was easy in the step I, I describe when you have a business or you create a campaign or strategy or mm -hmm. book, it's a, just a bunch of steps, right? Then action behind it, mm -hmm. assignment, who does it, leadership, right? And then you get done. And, and yes. that's how I look at things. If you look at, okay, I'm going to create a children's show, but you, you, you know, I, I already was already doing video editing for my, for my social media. Right. I was doing it for clients before I started. I learned how because I mm -hmm. had to when they need a commercial. Right. Sometimes you learn how or you find the people and then you learn mm -hmm. so that you save money. Right. And um, so it's just it's like there's the saying that's not mine. If it's meant to be, it's up to me. Absolutely. And, and with that, I knew I had to do the Facebook lives and introduce. And I, I, I started doing that. And I remember I would cringe. I did not like being on camera with no audience. Yeah. We weren't used to me that. Many of yes. Us. Yes. And, and I would, 
prepare myself all week, showing the videos of what we did. That was easy. Yeah. And I then I said, um, I might be shy, but my puppet's not shy. Right? <laughs> right? Like, you know, going up with a puppet. And, yeah. and I realized, like, God, what if I had this as a child? Which is why we introduced them into the classrooms. Now. Yes. Yeah. You know, it's, it's, it's amazing how if we think about the why as opposed to the what, it's so much easier to do the what right? Because I'm like you, the idea of being on camera, doing video all the time. I mean, my radio show is live every week. So I'm on camera in front of people every week. You could not have told me, <laughs> right? Three years ago, six months ago, that, that, that I would not only be doing it, but actually loving it because right? I like being behind the scenes, right? I like doing other stuff and, and even being on video. I hate being on video, but what I've realized is it's not about me. It's not yeah. about me. It's yeah. about how I can serve, how I can get a message, how I can yeah. have reached that one person who's like, oh, well, if she made it, then I can. Or if she got through that, I now yeah. I know I'm not crazy, right? It's, right? it's that idea that the thing that we hate to do is often the thing that gets us where we need to be. And if yeah. we'll just push through, right, the reward yeah. on the other end is just amazing. Yeah, based on that, there's a quote, um, you must do the thing you cannot do. I forgot who said it. I think it's Wayne yes. Dyer. Um, and I say, I have these little mantras that in my 20s, in reading and self-help and development, which mm -hmm. there's so much today, especially with great you know, oh, podcasts yes. and platforms like yourself of collective wisdom. And mm -hmm. I think because I have a writer's brain and I, yeah. when someone says a great word, I write it down. Or yes. they say, you know, I always say, if someone says something good that resonates to you, write it down. Well, yes. or put it in your phone, you know, in mm -hmm. your notes. Right. <laughs> and, and as I'm talking to people or like, even the show, the great conversations, the things that you say, yeah. you know, I'll go back to them. And, yeah. and I like want them to be part of my memory and part yes. of my, you know, serving in, in messages. Mm -hmm. And um, we all have the ability to do that, to be yes. lifelong learners and lifelong givers. Well, and I think what's key about it, because lifelong learning is key for me. I want to think things I've realized, and especially if you, through the pandemic, but but even more so for those who have, have left corporate or decided to do their own thing, there's that time by yourself, because your head at least my head can be really, really messy. It can be messy. The head trash in there, right. Is, is yeah. just well, enormous. Yeah. And women you know? have that. Women have it, I think more than men. Yes. And yes. Like we've described, uh, my sisters have described like a girl's brain is like, think about a computer with all yep. the tabs open. Yes. And we have many tabs and we can switch yes. from one topic to another, one hat to another. Yes. And sometimes men are like, I only had three tabs open. Right. <laughs> but the problem is we have all those tabs open and then all of a sudden you get the beach ball, right? It's like yeah. nothing's working. Nothing's coming up. Nothing. You're just sitting right in paralysis. And, and yet, and yet the growth, right? Yeah. The connection, the ability to see things in yourself and in others that you may never have seen before because you took the time and you just kind of pushed through. And, and I'm always careful with telling people push through because we are, again, we are so quick to judge hustle, to judge effort, right? Yes. Because someone's effort doesn't look as much as ours, but the reality is we don't know what race someone has won, has run no. before they get to us. We have no, no. idea what people no. are going through no. and, and to have something like unicorn jazz, right. This idea of this really, really shy, you know, unicorn who, who made it right. This, this yeah. really, this whole idea of shyness may be a challenge, but it's not a derailer 
right? No. It is, and it I, may be I, a detour, right? But it doesn't make right. you, it make things impossible. Right. Or what if we needed to be different? And we yes. are supposed to be unique. That's why I did unique. You know, yes. people ask me, how did you get the name? That's when is which to celebrate your uniqueness. Going back yes. to my childhood as of now, growing up, I always wished I wasn't shy. I wish I was extroverted. Mm-hmm. And I would feel bad about myself. Well, how come no one yeah. ever made me feel good about it? Because now I say, you know what? Guess what that shy girl was good at doing? When, yes. when you're not talking, what are you doing? You're listening. You're observing the world around you. Which, yes. Right? Yes. Led to my my growing up and, and seeing people's face expressions because it's not about you. It's about being in yes. the world around you. And yes. because, but I always, I wrote, that my, was my expression. When the, mm-hmm. the teacher would say, write three paragraphs, I wrote 10. Going right. to college, write a essay, a, you know, three pages. I wrote numerous. Right. And 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 my writing was always praised all through my mm-hmm. life, and it was really. And I always impressed upon children because maybe they don't like writing, and they, you yeah. know, I, I'm not meant to be a doctor. We need them to be their own thing. Exactly. And, um, but it was all the writing and messaging. There's writing mm-hmm. in a social media post. There's writing before yes. you do a video, before you do a movie. There's writing. In, in in getting someone to be on your show or asking yes. someone can I, you know, there's the, the messaging. So I've written so much in my life now that I could, one thing people don't know about me is I can come up with stories really quickly. They're mm-hmm. going to be fictional in nature. Right. Um, my fantasy brain. Right. <laughs> and and uh, it's, it's, so I tell the people like, so if you're shy, embrace that. Like, and, and yes. the, for the people that aren't shy, embrace that we need them, but we need you too. We, we all need each other. That's the team. Absolutely. That's the village that makes the world go round. Absolutely. Absolutely. And that's, and that's that whole thing you talked about with lifelong learning. I mean, my, my parents started reading to us when we were infants, right? They'd have to prop us up on a, on a pillow to be able to read to us, but there's so much that you learn. There's so many ways your brain begins to imagine and develop if you'll just read. And quite frankly, I think that's one of the challenges we have now is that people don't read. Yeah. And many who do read don't read to comprehend, right? Our ability to comprehend information because there's so much, but our ability to comprehend information and to discern, you know, the truth from fiction, to be able to absorb and use what we're getting and use the information to gather insight, to be able to make decisions, right, is so important. And it starts when we're young. It starts with the stories. It starts with getting kids excited about knowledge. And as you mentioned, and I I hope people really heard that, there is no better time than through this pandemic to truly lean into learning because there is stuff everywhere. Yeah. everywhere. What, what better? I, I, I don't remember when I said this, this is a long time ago. I said there, if we were going to have to have a pandemic, there was probably no better time from a technology perspective, right? Cause oh my God. you can get <laughs> yes. on the phone, you can do Google, you can do <laughs> audiobooks. You can, I mean, you can, you're only disconnected, right. From an access perspective, which is a whole socioeconomic discussion. Right. Yeah. But, but the availability yeah. of information, is yeah. so different compared to if, if this had happened generations ago. No, there's no right. excuse. I, no, like my grandmother went through the Great Depression and tells yes. me like they had no technology, zero. Yeah. So again, taking advantage of like you said, and I was excited that like I got this kid, a uh, Julian Lerner, Broadway kid that 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 was this April of the pandemic year. Um, yes. That 
I said, can you read Unicorn Jazz and play the song, your take on it? And and he's, by the way, he's a, he's one of the key actors on The Wonder Years. That's oh, here. awesome. So yes. Now I'm like, we had Julian Lerner. You know? and, <laughs> yes. and, and, and I got to know the families and they're in New York and said, anytime you come down, you know, and, yeah. and, 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 and it's, and they wanted to help because it yeah. was like sharing happiness for the greater good of, of people. Yes. And, and it's just been a, a great time in, in the taking advantage of, of the time. And, and again, remember, we didn't know how long the pandemic was going to be for me. Right. I, my opinion was it was going to go through August of, of 2020. Right. Then it went <laughs> the whole school year. Yes. You know? and, and here we are. Yeah. And, and, and I, I'm calling this time right now, pandemic three. I'm calling yes. it that. Because yes. it's now there's still this uncertainty, which I'm sure it's going to pass. So it, yes. it's got to. It will. Yeah, yeah, it will. Well, I I tell you what, I could. I, well, we could have this conversation for another three hours. Uh, <laughs> but I really want people to understand, and we're going to just so you guys know, we will put you know um, Lisa's information in the show notes. You'll see that we'll put links to her books, all so you can find all of this kind of stuff. Um, and you can we'll put the information so you can get in touch with her, so that as you are looking at maybe things to do for your school, to do for your students. Um, that, that she would absolutely be an, an amazing option for you. So we'll make sure all of that stuff is there for you. But as we, as we look at closing, Lisa, and, and people start thinking about how they're moving forward, and we, at least in Texas, I mean, sure, I'm sure you're, you're seeing it too. I mean, we're going back again to, you know, yeah. schools having to close, at least for yeah. periods of time, because yeah. it's, just, it's just this Delta variant is insane. For people who are thinking, here we go again, you know, I was just trying to get back a little bit of normal, you know, how do I, how do I really just find something and, and move forward? Right. And, yeah. and remain kind. What are your key pieces of advice, advice to people right now? I love that question. Just moving forward. I love that question. Cause I was still me. I fall in that category and yeah. I just said, how can I help more, yeah. and serve more, you know, when you take the focus off of you, the opposite of selfish is to help others give your mm-hmm. life away in something. Maybe you're a guitarist and you could, put a song together that's for yeah. a profit or something. Mm-hmm. We, we put together uh, with different children's charities, a book drive donation that we mm-hmm. now are doing year round started oh, since the pandemic where we asked people just, can you send us just one book, a children's mm-hmm. book of any age, we right. will share them and donate them to the, like the children's hospital. Mm-hmm. Um, um, and we will donate them to a Los Angeles uh, food bank, the community mm-hmm. that's very, very much in need. Yeah, and that's the um and um an orphanage in Las Vegas, and we just mm-hmm. got connected with the uh, kids in Haiti who yes. need books, and and you know some children will will see our social media posts because we got some of our unicorn jazz kids to post mm-hmm. like I'm giving my allowance to unicorn jazz, to right? And then that encourages the gift, the art of giving just one book. Some people will mm-hmm. send you know order. We have Amazon wish list. They just click and they'll order a hundred dollars. Yes. And we disperse them. We, we, we show the story in social media. So people like that awesome. feel good aspect. And again, what I love about this is that we're not asking for money. You were not mm-hmm. giving an eighth of a book. We're giving the whole book, the whole book, the whole book. Yes. <laughs> yes. And, there, yeah. and, and that's my mission and give back is help and give others. I talk about it so much and I love mm-hmm. a platform like yours is, is we do it so much in different capacities. Mm-hmm. And I did this even when I was young, even though we grew up poor, we still always volunteered. My sisters yes. and I would go to a hospital and things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and it would fill up our time and it makes you happy by giving yes. your life away like that. So yes. people can get behind something that they like to do and, and, yeah. and, you know, and, and watch how that changes your life and how you're, 
you know, things come together. Absolutely. One of the best things we can do to learn who we are is to serve others, right? Yeah. The best thing we yeah. can do to, to build our heart is to serve and, others. And, and we're going to put it together in pictures like we did in Being Happy pages, a lot of art. We're actually creating a, a help and give back book that will be out by December of 20, oh, this awesome. year, 2021. Mm -hmm. And it's going to be full art pages like the Being Happy book. Of, oh, yeah, of that's great. You can help and give back can be you know, uh, donating a book for mm -hmm. a nonprofit, like I said, a hospital helping like uh, images uh, like what Habitat for Humanity yes. does. Yes, um, You know, mission work, there's different things. And mm -hmm. so what, what parents like to hear the messages and the children is they have something to give and maybe you want to lead right. it. Maybe you want to co-lead, you know, I'm growing it with different people helping me because right. it's, it's becoming enormous. And I, mm -hmm. and for me, it's like, okay, I need volunteers and yeah. they will come to you when you ask. Absolutely. No, I, I love it. And I think that that message, everybody, is as hard as it is, right? Sometimes the one thing that can pull us out of that head trash, out of that really bad space, is to go help somebody else, right? Just go help someone else. If it's five minutes, right? If it's helping your neighbor cross the street, it does not have to be giving millions and millions of dollars. It doesn't have to be something big and dramatic. And you don't have to just tell everybody. It's just about what can you do in your space, right? In yeah. your town, on your block, what is the little thing that you can do? Because you never know when just that one smile, just that, you know, if you're getting a Starbucks paying for the person behind you, that one yeah. little thing that yeah. can change the trajectory of somebody's day. You just never yeah. know. You never yeah. know. So, so Lisa, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for being a guest on the show today. This has just been amazing. Thank you. I'm so excited to, for this interview and thank you for everyone listening. And um, you can find me on unicornjazz.com, all kinds of amazing um, things we do. I, I like to just close with, if you yes. are a parent, if you're an educator, school librarian, principal, or know someone who has a kid that goes to school, yes. as things open up, I still do virtual school visits and I can do it in my studio. Mm -hmm. um, and as things open up, I, I know that we are getting creating a list of in-person school visits for the next Great. two, three, five years. And I cannot wait for that. Yes. Um, the best days of my life. And I tell this to students as I'm in front of them, this is the best day of my yeah. life to be able to share with you all this collective wisdom that has been oh. given to me. <laughs> That is amazing. That is amazing. And we will, again, we'll make sure for all of you that you have Lisa's information and definitely, definitely take her up on that. And anything we can do, I mean, our our kids have, we're, we're all going through craziness. It seems to be even more impactful for children. So if we can find ways to lift them up, if we can find yeah. ways to support them, if we can find ways to let them know that it's okay, um, then we should do that. Thank Absolutely. you so much for being a listener of The Rutledge Perspective, for downloading. Um, I appreciate every single listen. I appreciate every single person who downloads. Um, I know we all have choices, and I thank you for choosing to be a part of this show. Um, check out the show notes. Check out Lisa. Uh, make sure you go to her her space, uh, unicornjazz.com, right? Not .org. Yes. Yeah, unicornjazz.com. Um, check it out. If you can give a book, you know, or know people can give a book, um, please do that. We will catch you next week on The Rutler's Perspective. Thanks so Yay. much. Take care. Bye-bye. You have been listening to The Rutledge Perspective podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in. If we've given you a new perspective or helped you clarify your own, please leave us a review, send us your comments, give us a five-star rating. We take that information seriously 
and it helps us to decide what our next episodes will be. Now you can find more information about this and other episodes of the show on laurelrutledge.com. And you can subscribe to the show wherever you get your favorite podcasts. You can also follow me on social media. And if there's someone that you think would enjoy or benefit from the Rutledge Perspective podcast, please pass it along. <laughs>